Almost one and a half million Palestinians remain trapped in Rafah. The city in the south of Gaza remains under threat of an Israeli ground offensive. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says a powerful assault is needed to eliminate the Hamas threat there. French President Emmanuel Macron told the Israeli leader yesterday France is opposed to an offensive in Rafah, which he said could only lead to a humanitarian disaster of a new magnitude. This follows calls by Taoiseach Leo Varadkar and Spanish Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez for an urgent review of trade arrangements between Israel and the EU. Now, this all comes as the Commissioner-General of the main UN agency set up to protect Palestinian refugees, UNRWA, is holding talks in Dublin this morning with Foreign Affairs Minister Micheál Martin. The Commissioner-General, Philippe Lazzarini, joins us on the line. Commissioner-General, thank you for joining us this morning. Yes, good morning. Commissioner, how concerned are you this morning over the potential ground offensive in Rafa? Listen, it's deeply, deeply concerning. We had already four months of war and uh, the civilians have paid a staggering price. More than 100,000 people have either been killed, wounded uh, or disappeared. And now talking about a ground offensive in the middle of a human sea where we have more than 1.5 million people basically living in the outside like a large, large, large endless refugee camp can only add an additional layer of tragedy and human disaster. What do you say to Israel? Israel's point that they're defending their people, they're defending their territory from a terrorist group like Hamas, that they've facilitated the movement of civilians out of danger, that they've given forewarning of Palestinians, to Palestinians of the attacks. What do you say to all of that? Well, listen, so first of all, Israel has a right of defense, but like any war, they are rule of a war. And here it seems that the civilians have paid a disproportionate uh, price since the beginning. Look at the level of uh, destruction, look at the level of uh, displacement. And to be uh, frank, there is absolutely no safe place in the Gaza Strip. People in Gaza, civilians depend on the ability of your agency to provide food, water, hygiene, and much of the humanitarian aid comes through Rafa. So if a ground offensive opens up in Rafa, what do you think the impact will be? First of all, I don't think that we will be able to continue to operate because the entire logistic of the United Nations and the international aid community is in Rafah. So the famous Philadelphia corridor that the Israelis say that they want to take control, it's also from this corridor that we are operating logistically. So if there would be a ground offensive, I don't believe that we will be able to continue to operate. So with that cloud of warfare hanging over Rafa, uh, an evacuation plan has been touted by Israel. Are you aware of any detail in what is in that plan? Is it feasible? Listen, the operation plan talks about moving people to safe place, but I don't know what a safe place is all about in the Gaza Strip. Basically, if there would be a large-scale ground offensive, people might also be 
push to cross the border to go to the Sinai, and would such a scenario occur, basically the Palestinians would experience the second, the so-called second Nakba, the second disaster. If such a movement of, of people was to happen, it would need the cooperation of agencies like yours. So would you work with displaced civilians as they would move within that scenario? Listen, we, we will try to help the civilian wherever they are. But today, the military reality prevents us more and more to properly operate. And as you know also, there are calls from the Israeli government to dismantle UNRWA, which is the main provider uh, in the Gaza Strip. And this is also taking place at the time the ICG, the International Court of Justice, is calling on the government of Israel, but also to the international community, to increase our collective assistance in the Gaza Strip. Well, let's move to Israeli claims that 12 of your employees were suspected for involvement in the Hamas attack on October 7th. How is the investigation proceeding? So the investigation has started two weeks ago. Uh, these are still allegations. We are calling on the government of Israel to fully cooperate. But so far, we haven't received any new information from the government of Israel. Some of your donors, the United States and Britain, have indicated they won't uh, resume support until the investigation ends. Do you accept this? Listen, we have uh, two processes. One is the investigation, and the investigation will take the necessary time. But in parallel of that, uh, we have also initiated a review of all our risk management processes within the organization, primarily related to neutrality issues, to all the criticism which have been expressed against the agency. And for that, we have commissioned Free Scandinavian Institute under the leadership of former Minister of Foreign Affairs, Catherine Colonna. And in the coming two weeks, we, uh, two months, we should receive recommendations that we are fully committed to implement. But meanwhile, we are calling on the countries who have suspended their contribution to the agency to review the decision and to provide the necessary funds. Because if we don't get it, we will be in trouble and our ability to operate will be compromised as from the month of March. Well, what is your shortfall in funding now? The total amount, which is right now frozen by about 15 countries, amount to more than $450 million. So we will hit a negative cash flow as from March, and then it will be accelerated in April, unless these frozen contributions are unlocked. Does that have an immediate impact on the ground now, or is it as you go forward into March and April? The, the, the impact uh, will be felt uh, as from March and April, but uh, as from now on. With funding in mind, what are you hoping to achieve here in Dublin this morning when you meet Minister for Foreign Affairs, Michal Minister Martin? Ireland is a long-standing, strong supporter to the agency, both politically and financially. And part of my discussion today will be to discuss a possible coalition of a country supporting the agency, because the agency today is an, under an existential threat. 
Taoiseach Leo Varadkar and Spanish Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez called for an urgent review of trade agreements between Israel and the EU. Their call came in a letter to the European Commission President. How significant, in your opinion, is this? Well, in, in their call, they have also called uh, the Commission to make sure that they release uh, their contribution to the agency. And this is extremely significant for us uh, because if the Commission process its contribution to the agency, I am optimistic that other European countries will follow. Honourable Commissioner-General Philippe Lazzarini, thanks for joining us this morning.